Former Ute joins us, Christian Cox. What's up, Christian? How are you? Hey, Jake. Doing pretty well. How are you? Hey, we are, we're doing terrific. Give, uh, give us your take on what Gordon and I are talking about here, the overall Pac-12, when we see Washington lose to Stanford and oh. we see the Beavs upset UCLA. And what does that say about Washington State who lost to the Bruins? I mean, it just seems like a bunch of average to below average teams for the most part. Yeah, it was a spectacle. I watched that uh, Stanford-Washington game and uh, you know that running back Scarlett for Stanford was just running all over him, which I was actually surprised. And uh, the QB threw for 300-something yards and then got hurt late in the game. But it's just a strange year. Like, Washington really, you know, one week to the next, you know, it looks like a world beater beating USC at home. Then can't even, you know, come close to beating Stanford at Stanford spot. Uh, I think they're 0-6 or something like that in the last matchups down there. They just can't find a way to win there. And then... How bad is UCLA, though? Like, that's the confusing part. Like, I think the Beavers are, like, very underrated. They're sneaky good. They're somewhat dangerous, right? They barely beat, they barely lost to Stanford. But it's just this constant, it's just Pac-Man in the in the Pac-12, right? They just keep gobbling each other up. And, um, you know, it's, it's Utah's year to blow it, you know, right? And the way it's shaping out, uh, there's a lot of pressure on the youth to perform game after game after game. Because if you don't, uh, one more loss, you're in a bad spot, especially in the Pac-12 South. When, how about Arizona? I think Arizona's undefeated. Yeah, they, Are they not in the yeah, Pac-12 right now? And then Arizona State, um, you know, they're doing okay. So still have them on the schedule. So, Christian, where are you on this this whole question of, well, the Pac-12 has good teams and that they're really good teams, but they do beat up on each other. Their, their, their in-conference schedule is so very difficult. Is that all just a bunch of bull? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know where to sit on it. I really don't know where to hedge my bet because you look in the SEC, it's clear. It's clear. Right, LSU and this QB, this Burrow kid, their offense is legit. And now you have a strange team in Florida who's playing extremely well. And then you have Georgia who's playing extremely well, I think undefeated as well in the SEC. And then you got Bama. So you got four upper echelon quality teams. And then you look in the ACC, you got Clemson barely beating UNC. And then who else is even in that division? And then you got you go over to the Big Ten and you look at Michigan barely wins 10-3 to against Iowa. Ohio State is undefeated, but how good are they really? And then you go down to the Big 12. You got Texas, who is average, I think, right, who they're playing Oklahoma. And Oklahoma looks like the real thing. But, again, who have they really played? So, uh, And then you look at our conference in the Pac-12. Oregon has not impressed me at all. And I think we keep measuring this Oregon team to the Oregon teams of old. Yeah, Justin Herbert's amazing, quote-unquote, but he only had 200 yards passing against a really good, quote-unquote, Cal defense. So really, it's just hard to measure who's really good and who's not. And, you know, it's funny is Hawaii's beat two Pac-12 teams this year, right? They beat Arizona at home. They also beat Oregon State. And um, so – you know, I, it just it stresses me out for the youths because <laughs> all the pressure just continues to go on their shoulders. You think Colorado would actually play well. I think they lost 
as well this weekend. They lost to Arizona State, uh, or I mean Air Force as well. So conference, for me, it looks somewhat suspect. And the top end of the conference is Utah, Oregon, quote-unquote Washington. Uh, the youth just need to take care of business, and we won't even have to be worrying about this conversation if if they can, in fact, take it week by week. And I, looking at stats and looking at this Oregon State team, uh, going up there on foot is not going to be some cupcake just because of how bad they've been in the past. I think they have a decent quarterback who's performing well, and it, it could be a little trap game because you start looking past your opponents and uh, you get snake bit. And um, I think that could be this weekend if Utah doesn't come out and take care of business, which I don't think that that will happen. You know, Christian, I, li- I like the way you describe the Beavs as uh, sneaky good, and I, uh, I agree with you on that quarterback, and I think they are sneaky good offensively. The other side of the ball, however, I think they are, are still uh, quite quite sure. crappy. Uh, I would expect Utah to move the football. Uh, I, you don't want to say it will, but I, I expect them to put up some serious points. Yeah, no, you're right, Jake, 100%. You know, you look at the, the defense of Oregon State, not great. But you, you play a home game, you play a little differently, right? You know, how's Utah fared on the road this year? They played a really tough USC team that was in the backfield defensively. Obviously, Oregon State's not going to get that type of pressure USC did. That was the difference in really that game and Pittman over the top and staying in, you know, a man-to-man coverage and not doing, you know, a drop eight and, and playing like that. But in reality, if you look at this quarterback, you know, and Luton, you know, he's an old cat. He's a six-year senior. That's like a BYU kid, right? Six years, been playing for the same team, had five touchdowns last week. He's been highly productive and um, another good test for this Utah secondary. I don't know. Maybe I drank some paranoia juice this morning. I started researching Oregon State, started watching some of their old stuff. And uh, Utah's got to come out and perform. And, and for me, I think the paranoia exists because – we're just so used to being the underdog always. And with each single week passing, there's going to be more pressure on their back, not only just to perform in the Pac-12 South, but from the conference, because the conference needs Utah to legitimately go undefeated the way out. Do I think they're capable of doing that? Yes. Uh, is it going to happen? I don't know. And if uh, Moss can come back healthy and, Maybe not this game, but the following. Do I believe in Tyler Huntley in this version if he can stay healthy? I really believe Utah can take care of business week after week and hunker down on defense. But, man, I am paranoid. Let it out there. Well, it's like what Kyle Whittingham was talking about when they, when he was being asked about the the national scene. He was kind of like, hey, man, nobody can control that. only thing the Utes can control is taking care of their business week by week. And I I have to, you know, regardless of the college football playoff, man, if the Utes could somehow get into that championship game and get to the Rose Bowl, man, that would be a huge, huge reward. For, and it would show progression in the program. So they can do that if uh, as long as USC loses again. And I I think that's kind of – the Trojans are susceptible. So it it's something that could happen as long as the Utes take care of their business. And that's the big if. And and I I don't know either. I, I In the past, they've slipped up here and there. But it's their form like you were talking about. 
Well, what's crazy is I, I can only draw back on the seasons that we watched these Cinderella stories, right? When we first watched Urban step on campus, and I think they, they went on the road against Texas A&M and Brett Elliott broke his hand or something and lost a tight game and lost one game that year, if I'm not mistaken, and then won the Liberty Bowl. I, I don't know. I was a young kid. I was like 17. But then you looked at the next year. If you remember, Texas A&M came up at home and Alex Smith and the defense, Steve Fafita and everyone else, uh, Toon, Scally, all of it, it was just it, you could feel the difference in the energy, right, of of what that team was is I shift to my other perspective and just being a spectator in 07 and then watching our team come together in the actual locker room with Brian Johnson at the helm and our defense with Paul Kruger and Cole Misi and Robert Johnson and Stevenson Sylvester and Mike Wright and Bryce McCain, all these guys that were really, really good. And we were, we just didn't get hurt, but we didn't even know how flipping good we were. We really, we didn't, we knew we were good. We beat Michigan, uh, Rich Rod's first game on the road. Luis Cota banged home some good field goals as usual from special teams. We just played one game at a time, and we pulled out those tough games. And I keep bringing this back. We beat Oregon State, who was really good that year. We were down by eight, going to lose the game. I think three minutes remained, and people were booing Brian Johnson. And he let us down on a, on a game-tying two-point conversion-saving season right, as Braden Godfrey caught a touchdown over the middle and then defense got a stop and we kicked a 45-yard field goal to, to win, right? So you have to have those types of wins in the season, and that creates a lot of stress. And, um, you know, that's what's going to have to happen. So, you know, Tyler Huntley is going to have to have those experiences this year, and it makes you feel uncomfortable. But I, I, what I've seen in him is a different type of player than I've seen in the past and as a player who you can actually appreciate progression from your sophomore to your junior there's really like it's 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 like the difference of a flashlight and like a uh, a full-on like floodlight in your backyard and the difference of your ability to to process information and make plays and play within the system and that's what it feels like uh, with Tyler Huntley and his completion percentage and making good plays and not throwing the ball and being risky. He's dealing with some holes in the offensive line. And he keeps making plays. And the kid who against Washington State, if we can keep seeing that type of performance, uh, no doubt Utah can beat Oregon State. Uh, they can beat Cal at home. Heck, they can go up to Washington and beat uh, them in Seattle. So uh, for me, it gets me, as I talked in the beginning, with my paranoia, but also – as you think about what they have in Tyler Huntley, if he can stay healthy and then get Zach Moss back on the field in this tough defense, you, this Utah team really can do something special. And I think we all want something special out of the season. But the beauty of college football, it just naturally happens. And you have to catch it in a bottle and you just you never forget it. And, you know, you hope this Utah team realizes their potential and realizes what they have game by game. And, how fun would it be to be down in Pasadena at the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all that we used to watch growing up? And for me, that's for me that's a successful, happy year. That's progression. You won the South again, but this time you won the actual potential championship in the Pac-12, and maybe the Rose Bowl is good enough. And maybe not getting to the college football playoff, you won't get in. But you don't have all those conversations until you win every single game. 
And just as much as you win every single game, my senior year, I think we went 8-0. We weren't even close to as good as this team at all. But we got we got humbled quick. You know, we got up to rank sixth in the nation, played Andy Dalton and TCU, and got smoked. So uh, I also hindsight is, is 2020. And, you know, I think Huntley can do it. And I think Utah has the depth and the coaching staff. I can't, can't be undervalued from a leadership perspective. Um, Andy Ludwig is such a stabling force. And Morgan has progressed in his own play calling and his own ability to, to lead a team. He's always been a great leader. He's always been very vocal, always been very fun. But you can see that he actually makes it the, the proper adjustments like he did from USC to Washington State. And Kyle's got a really good team. And, um, you know, we're not in the locker room, but I think he got the senior leadership to get it done and starts this weekend. you got to win on the road, and then you got to come home and, and play another good game the, the week after. Did you ever play in Corvallis, Christian? You know, I never did. I, I was trying to – 07 yeah. when I played, right? Yeah, 07. Um, I redshirted that year, and Matt Asiata and Brian Johnson both had season injuries, I think, that first game, um, if I'm not mistaken. And then uh, 08, they came back down here, and then we didn't play them until um, the Pac-12. So I was done. My, my last year was 2010, so – they win the Pac-12 the next year. I was going to ask you if that place was a real dump because it sure looks like it. <laughs> but anyone, hey, anytime you're named at your stadium's named after a potato salad, it's got to be a dump, right? <laughs> it's That's a strong point. Yeah. Uh, all, all I know is in for potato salad that you buy at Lagoon or something. So implied in what you said earlier, Christian, if the Utes don't uh, make it to the championship game and win that game then do you think they've underperformed? If they win the championship, if they win the Pac-12 South and win the championship and don't go to the playoffs, they've underperformed? No, no. If they, if they do all that, if they make it, have they underperformed if they don't win the conference? Yeah, 100%. And that's the sad part, right? It's, it's, it's taken too long to, to build the team and the depth and the quality uh, senior leadership. You have the two best positions and two of the best capable uh, assets in Tyler Huntley and Zach Moss not to have a good year, and especially when the Pac-12 South is a little down, right? It's down. It's it's not up, and the whole conference itself is is not – we don't have a world beater in the conference at all. Got to so, hurry, hurry up and win it before Urban is coached. Yeah, but, uh, yeah <laughs> you gotta, they got to take care of business, and – I don't. I, you know what? This is when I'm like, you know what? I'm glad I sit on a couch and watch football with my kids. And I'm not in those doors because there is so much stress on these coaches and the kids, the young kids. They don't like as a player. You just you, ignorance is bliss. You don't realize how much is riding on these games. Just go out and prepare and go through the process and watch film. And you just want to be the best you can possibly be and get a college degree and. Maybe if you're lucky, get a shot in the league, and it's so fun to play at Utah because the, the process is just such a grind, and uh, you love playing with your teammates. But man, the pressure on these coaches to get things done, and it's riding on the backs of 18 to 24 year old kids. It's, it's a lot of weight. Christian, thank you very much as always. We'll catch you next week, man. Sounds good. See you, Gordon. See, See you, Jake. See you, Christian. Christian Cox, the former Ute and former Patriot.
I want to thank our friends at Diamond Airport Parking. Begin and end every great trip with Diamond Airport Parking. Diamond offers car-to-curb service, 24-7 airport shuttles, fantastic rates, complimentary bottled water, plus no one beats the friendly staff. Diamond Airport Parking, just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save Diamond Airport Parking. Do you agree with him on what would be considered uh, a, a disappointing season? Uh, yeah, that seems to be where the most people placed the bar before the season started. They were picked to win it. I don't think if they, if they lost in the championship game, I don't think it would be all that disappointing. It's if the they same as a year ago. If they didn't win the South, I think that would be more disappointing. I mean, so I would I kind of agree with Christian. I think they need to win the whole darn thing. Hmm. I mean, disappointing. How do you define that? Right. You can't complain too much about a division championship, right? But it's like he said, the, the implication there was a, a missed opportunity, and nobody likes those. Correct.